What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three of Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on the Instagram page at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter at Live by the Zero Three for all your Raptors content and podcast related news. Now, going into tonight's game, the Sixers are visiting the Raptors once again in this home series. We got some news that Joel Embiid was going to be out of the lineup, and I'm not going to lie, definitely was feeling confident, and I liked our chances going into tonight's game. I thought the Raptors had figured it out. They had the perfect game plan to beat the Sixers, especially without Joel Embiid commanding a lot of the attention. The unfortunate thing is that another Sixers player had different plans, and his name is Tyrese Maxey, a player who I'm, I'm fond of, love his game, love the intensity that he plays with, just an exciting young player. The thing is, I think he enjoys playing the Raptors a little bit too much. And over the course of history as a Raptors fan, we've encountered a Raptor killer. That one player that no matter what will always have a great game against the Raptors. I think Tyrese Maxey is that guy. He is the new Raptor killer. And I believe he's in his third year. So we're going to see him for a very, very long time. If he continues to play the way that he played tonight, I'm sure he will have a long career. But tonight's game really had a Freaky Friday feel, where the Sixers and the Raptors swapped places after Wednesday night. That the Sixers were more sound defensively. They got on in transition and they capitalized. They were hitting shots from the perimeter, playing near-perfect basketball. The Raptors, taking the Sixers place, was doing the exact opposite. And it was not a very fun game. Not to mention that after the first quarter, the Raptors were turning over the ball. They were late on their defensive rotations. Tyrese Maxey somehow was left open almost every attempt that he had on the basket. I believe he was either 10 for 10 or 12 for 12 going into halftime. And in the second half, the Raptors began to make a push. Even though the lead had ballooned by double digits, they brought it within six. And it was led by the charge of OG Ananobi, who was all over tonight's game, defensively and offensively. Pascal continuing to be an impactful player. Scotty Barnes continuing to be an impactful player, though his minutes tonight was very low. I'm curious to know if his ankle was bothering him, but... He shot well from the field. He even had three threes, which was a pleasant sight. But as for the rest of the team, it was an absolute struggle. And even though they did bring it in within six, even though they had adjusted to Tyrese Maxey and Maxey cooled off, in the fourth quarter, Maxey picked up where he left off in the first half and did not look back. Not to mention that he had great support from Tobias Harris, P.J. Tucker, D'Anthony Melton, George Niang, Matisse Thibel, all hitting timely buckets. Montrezl Harrell giving them good minutes. It was a collective team win for the Sixers. And they came away with the victory. 112-90 to over the Raptors. The Sixers shot 43-82 for from the field. Just around 52%. 16 for 38 from 3 at 42%. And 10 for 11 from the free throw line at just under 91%. The Raptors, unfortunately, shot 33 for 86 from the field. Around 38%. 9 for 39 from 3. 
giving them 23% and 15 for 24 from the free throw line at just around 63%. The Raptors led off of points and off of turnovers 25 to 14. They generated a lot of turnovers 17 to 15. Fast break points, they were only up by one, but they were dominated and paying 44 to 38. And they just did not have it tonight. It's just a bad beat. And the way that this team is currently constructed, it's gonna take a collective effort every single night in order for us to be victorious. And it was a struggle. Outside of Scotty Barnes, Pascal, and OG, there was a, a significant fall off in production. So let's break it down. Went with the starters of Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, and Gary Trent Jr. Pascal Siakam continues to be impactful, continues to be a walking triple-double, 26 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. I mean, what more can you expect from our best player? He was engaged defensively. He was doing his thing offensively. He did his best to get his teammates involved. They just could not capitalize when the opportunities presented itself. I am pretty confident that Pascal would have had an, a triple-double easy if some of the shots went down tonight. Shot 9 for 15 from the field, 7 for 9 from the free throw line, hit a 3. Great game from Pascal. OG Ananobi, he was letting it fly tonight. Loved the aggression. And when it wasn't falling for him offensively, he was all over the place defensively. Hustling for blocks, steals, rebounds, you name it. OG literally left it all on the floor tonight. 19 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, couple of threes, got to the free throw line. Pascal and OG were single-handedly keeping us in in the game until they just ran out of gas or ran out of time. It was just a great effort by those two and OG especially. Scotty Barnes, as I mentioned, had a great game offensively, was very efficient, three threes, four for seven from the field, a couple of free throws, 13.6 rebounds, one assist. The 29 minutes is very curious. I thought that we could have definitely played him more, but curious to know if his ankle was an issue or it was uh, an adjustment type of thing. Fred Van Vliet, probably one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. 0 for 11 from the field, 0 for 8 from 3, 1 for 3 from the free throw line. At one point, he left the floor, uh, was not on the bench when he was subbed out. He looked a step slow. He looked like he was grimacing for most of the night. Just did not have it. I'm very curious to hear if he's nursing an injury or something, or if he was hurt, but not a great game from our fearless leader. Gary Trent Jr. had an off night, still finished with 14 points, but did not shoot efficiently from the field like he did the other night. Six for 15 from the field, two for seven from three. No free throw attempts, so he did have a few rebounds and a few assists, so we're seeing that adjustment when he's not bringing it offensively. He's finding other ways to be impactful, but did not have the great impact that he did the other night, unfortunately. For the role players, Thaddeus Young only played five minutes, one shot, a couple of rebounds. Not enough to create an opinion on. Chris Boucher still being that spark plug. Had a couple plays defensively. Actually, a few plays defensively, so I'm sorry. 
three blocks tonight, eight points, one three, a few rebounds. The unfortunate thing is that the energy that he normally brings along with Precious was not turning into impactful moments because whenever he had an impact, the Sixers had an answer. And speaking of Precious Achua, not a great game from him. No points, a few rebounds. Didn't shoot particularly well. The defense was collapsing on him early and often. He was not able to generate many opportunities getting to the basket. And unfortunately, you saw some limitations tonight, but chalk it up as a bad game. He's You're allowed one of those every once in a while. Christian Coloco played 10 minutes, three points, two rebounds, two steals. In the midst of that second half push, when he stepped onto the floor, his size began to have an impact on the game that the Sixers weren't able to get to the basket as freely as they previously did, but not enough offensively to help chip away at the lead, but not a terrible game from him. Didn't collect a lot of fouls tonight, so that is definitely an improvement. Malachi Flynn had five minutes, had a defensive possession where he was, I believe trying to be disruptive on DeAnthony Melton or Tyrese Maxey. And in that moment, he looked good, but didn't stay on the floor long enough to have a true impact. Delano Banton played garbage minutes, only nine minutes tonight. Once again, he started to push the tempo towards the end of the game, got on transition. I think the Raptors could have benefited from, from him with more playing time. Juancho Hernan Gomez got up two threes, didn't hit any. Only playing three minutes. Justin Champagne, you got a layup and a rebound. Not much to take away from this game, unfortunately. There will be nights like this. There will be nights like this. It's it's one of those things where this team looks really, really good when everything is clicking. But there will be games like this and you're wondering, okay, well, how are we going to come away with the victory? If the shots aren't falling... Are we going to be able to convert in transition or get into the paint and so on and so forth. We know that in the half court, it is still a struggle. It's not as bad as last season as Pascal is becoming a reliable source in the half court. And there are moments where other Raptors will share the same kind of success, but it's not going to come often. And I know it's a bit of a, overreaction at this point six games into the season but the Raptors having a three and three record I'm curious to know if this will be the construction of this lineup going forward but I think it's clear that we need some offensive punch coming off the bench especially in games like today it was it's definitely missed to have a guy like a DeAnthony Melton, for example, somebody that can keep pressure on the defense and generate opportunities will be a welcome addition for the Raptors. It was just one of those nights. There will be nights like this. There will be nights that we look great. We look unstoppable. We'll be playing near perfect basketball. And there will be nights where we don't look good at all. It's still early in the season. The Raptors have a lot of exciting players. A lot of young players that will continue to grow. Pascal is on a mission to be 
a top five player. OG is on a mission to be a defensive player of the year. You also got Scotty Barnes, a superstar in the making, who also has defensive aspirations. Gary Trent Jr. as well, Precious Achua, Fred Van Vliet will continue to be steady Freddy. Hopefully a healthy steady Freddy. But the Raptors will have to put this game in the rear view. And their next opportunity to get into the win column will be on Halloween night, October 31st, where the Atlanta Hawks will be visiting the Raptors. That will be an exciting game. A lot of up-tempo basketball. I truly feel that that will be the case. It'll be interesting to see how the Raptors respond to the half-court creation of DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. But it will be a competitive game. It will be a fun game. And I have no doubt that we will see a better Raptors team this coming Monday. And that's it for me. I appreciate listeners new and old for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, or comment on the podcast. I truly appreciate every single one of you for doing so. And until the next episode, everybody, please stay safe. Good people. Peace. Peace.